Let's get rambling. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you and welcome back to Killing the Buzz, a podcast into madness, where I, your host and your weekly resident buzz killer, Josh, take you into all things spooky, scary, and just a little bit frightening as we go down this rabbit hole. I'd like to think that you're on this journey willingly, but you know, hey, things happen. Sometimes you'll just happen to be in a car with a guy who might or might not let you touch the radio. So, uh, if not, either way, I'm glad you're along with me, and uh, I hope you enjoy this. If not, do it anyway. Uh, Today... We're starting something new. This is going to be a little bit experimental for me, uh, as is everything I've done so far on the Killing the Buzz podcast. But uh, we're going to do a uh, a new program. I call this uh, Behind the Madness. This will be uh, an insight into people and persons uh, like-minded with myself who who I feel like I, I should really introduce you to, who I should get you to familiar with. Uh, you may know them, you may not. But uh, ultimately, it's kind of my job here, uh, self-appointed as it is, to make sure that you're aware of the things going on. And in order for me to give you, you know, my favorite insight and all those things that I do and all those things that I love, uh, I feel like you should see the people behind that. I feel like you should understand them and get to know them too. Uh, my contacts are limited, but I will work on that. Uh, this week, though, we are going to introduce you to... Uh, a very particular gentleman who has a, a few different uh, he has a few different sticks in the fire, if you will, of life. Uh, he works uh, a day job that keeps him busy about 65 hours a week. Uh, his downtime is very, very limited, but in it he likes to bring you content and try to do his best to uh, entertain you and to take some of the, the, the mucky muck out of the day. He is a podcast extraordinaire. Uh, it's me. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No big intros really for me. I'm not much. I'm not special. So, uh, I'm just going to kind of run through this today. I figured if nothing else, give you some insight into my personality, get you to understand where I'm coming from. So first and foremost, you know, obviously the big thing will be an introduction. Some of you know me, if you're listening to this, some of you don't. Uh, right now I'm averaging out at about 70 viewers an episode, so, hey, pretty happy with that. That's, that's more than I could ask for, so, but just for clarity, well, let's jump in this. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joshua Farley. Uh, you probably haven't met me in person. Uh, if you have, opinions vary. Uh, I may or may not be the nicest guy you've ever met. It just, it goes with the flow. I'm a very sentimental type person. So, I do as I do, you do as you do, and if those things clash, well, it happens. But I get along with everyone until they don't get along with me. Uh, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a retail store manager. I work in an electronics store here in the greater Nashville area of Tennessee. Uh, general manager at Electronic Express in Columbia. Uh, I'm about an hour above Alabama line, about an hour below Nashville. So, kind of in a weird mecca hub of mediocrity for this state so uh, there's a lot going on and and most of it isn't good so this is my way of uh, keeping my my sanity in check making sure that i have an outlet uh, outside of my day job because uh, if you've ever worked retail boy there's not much there Uh, 
Uh, right now I'm actually recording this sitting in my uh, stupidly overpriced apartment. Uh, staring out the balcony of my living room. Looking at trees that are shedding because uh, fall is uh, right here upon us. Not much longer. A lot of brown, a lot of crispiness. Looking forward to that. That's the best time of the year, honestly. Temperature starts to break a little bit. Everybody gets out spooky, spooky, spooky. And all the generic white girls, uh, they get their pumpkin spice. Not that uh, I have a big thing for that, but that's just me. Personally speaking, I prefer things like caramel and apples and you know, brown sugar. Those smells, that's, that's fall to me. Uh, stuff that I associate with Halloween. Personally speaking, pumpkin's nasty as shit, but hey, this is what it is. Right now, I'm sitting here staring at my cat. So, as a nice single male in my mid-30s who questions existence constantly, naturally, I own a cat. His name is Thor. Thor, you're an asshole. From time to time when I record this, because I am doing this at home, and I do use a a couple of, I have tried a couple of different microphones uh, to my liking. So far, the Yeti mic has been the best, but it is kind of unfiltered, even though I, I do have a pop filter on it to make my voice a little less harsh and irritating. Uh, he tends to like to destroy stuff and break stuff while I'm recording, because if I'm doing nothing, he does nothing. The second I'm doing something, it's time for attention. Uh, I think any of you with a cat out there would agree that's that's pretty much the case. It's in their nature, much like it's in ours. So what really drove me into wanting to do this, uh, I, I've wanted to do this for a while. I've been listening to podcasts for probably the last five, six years. Um, a lot of my downtime, a lot of my drive time, uh, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's something, it requires very little commitment of your time to listen to and, you know, for every 10 I listen to, you know, one or two probably aren't that great. They don't do me a whole lot, but, you know, those other seven or eight, they can give me a whole lot of new content to look for, you know, uh, insight into subjects I didn't know, or even just they let me turn my brain off for, for a few hours. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, I've said for since probably 2015, you know, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do a podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. Uh, as you'll hear, I have a voice made for magazines. Um, no, uh, I've always thought, you know, my voice might translate well to something like this. I don't know. Uh, I'm still I'm still adjusting to it, you know. You, you've heard me talk uh, earlier about how I, it is my biggest self-conscious thing. don't love the way I talk. I don't love the pattern of my speech. So, uh that that was, you know, I've said a lot of things, but oh, I need a I need a microphone and this and that. It's all affordable stuff. It's all stuff I had. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now I'm using a a nice Blue Yeti Compass mic, um, uh, a Razor Crack instead of headphones, so I can hear and do feedback and properly edit. So I know what it's going to sound like when you hear it. Uh, I also have a couple condenser mics that are sitting around because I've played with this off and on for. Uh, nearly a year now so this is not my first recordings um, even though this is very early into what I'm doing uh, I've recorded more than a few and just went uh, fuck that delete get rid of it it's it's hard to do but you know the turning point for me really came in the last 
probably two years. Uh, you know, I, being a busy guy, not having downtime, it's really hard to go home and just, you know, especially when you work a 13-hour day, go home, you know, just unload and do all the things you need to do. So what I would do is I'd find myself watching YouTube because YouTube requires very little commitment. I don't have to know, you know, typically speaking, I don't have to be invested long-term into YouTube. Um, I can just turn on a video and watch it. If it's something that interests me, awesome. If it's something that's not, it's in the background. Uh, and, and most directly, I found myself following a lot of shows, uh, car stuff and, and, you know, wrestling related stuff and comic book related stuff. But, um, when the 2018 Halloween was announced, uh, the, uh, David Gordon Green Halloween, I found myself watching a lot of YouTube videos on horror and I got myself kind of back into it. So it became a, a bit of a thing and I was like, well, you know, I'm loving this and, and these people were talking about it and they're doing what I wanted it to do. And then I stumbled upon a channel. It's called We Watched a Movie. Uh, this is a shout out to Mike and Jay. I don't know if you guys actually listen to podcasts or will ever hear this, but guys, uh, huge for me. You guys, the content you guys release, the way you guys release it, um, it got the ball rolling. It's the first thing I've ever patroned. Uh, as much as I'm a huge proponent for that, and I tell people to do that, they were the first people that I've ever actually patroned. Uh, so, you know, if you're on Patreon, uh, it, it's a huge thing, and you help content creators every day I do what they love, I hope. I hope that's why they do this. Uh, you know, if you're if you're producing these things and you don't like it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Get the fuck out of there. But um, for me, it's a... This is something I love. This is something I could talk about for hours upon hours upon hours. So uh, I, I decided to do it to you. So you're all going to listen. <laughs> um, probably not the best thing to tell you that I'm forcing you to be here. But, you know, it happens. Uh, we all go a little mad sometimes. Uh, the tape residue will wipe off when it's over, I promise. No, um, but no, I got to watching their videos and their content and the way they were doing it. And it was... It was two guys in front of a camera, and it was easy, and it was basic, and they didn't need a lot of stuff. Um, and I went, shit. I, I don't know why I've been dragging my feet on this. I'm not even planning on doing video. I'm just recording my voice and slapping it on the internet. And granted, I, I'm a little scared of doing such things, but uh, you know, the more I watched, the more I got into it, the more I realized, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm probably not going to make much money at it. I'm probably not going to make any money at it. Uh, if I do, great, but uh, that's not what it's here for. It's here for me to drone on for hours and hours and tell you what I love, and hopefully you listen and feedback and tell me, you know, what you think. Maybe you love it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you absolutely hate everything that I talk about, but uh, still you're listening to me, and I have a microphone, so that means the weapon's in my hands. So we'll, we'll keep doing it. I intend to... I intend to ride this train and see how far it takes me, you know? So, uh, Mike, Jay, guys, uh, you were the biggest influence in getting me jumping on this. A lot of family support, a lot of friend support, but, you know, it took seeing guys who have done it and made it somewhat successful and, and you know, are doing their thing and, and have ironed that out. That was fantastic for me. That's what moved the ball. So, thank you, guys.
I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. So, I grew up, mm, I'll say normally, a uh, single working class mother, you know, we, we working poor, and from the earliest I can honestly remember, uh, VHS copy of Nightmare on Elm Street. That was, that was it. I, I honestly, I, prior to first grade, prior to me being able to read, I remember watching that. And I remember watching it and watching it and watching it, wearing that tape out. Uh, you know, Freddy's the man. That's just, there is no better combination of charisma and violence and pure archetypal horror than, than just what Robert Englund did in that first movie. And as a kid, you know, my mother taught me very, very early that there's a difference between fantasy and reality. Uh, that, you know, scary things in movies exist in movies. The real world is much scarier. Um, but that there's a difference. What you see on TV isn't real. Uh, what you see in movies isn't real. You know, the, the horror, the sex, all that stuff. You know, the most important thing was making sure I understood that that's fantasy, that that's make-believe. Um, you know, obviously I don't think she really thought that uh, that would end up being something I'm pursuing with uh, the kind of passion I'm pursuing today. But hey, you know, whatever works. Um, I, I got into it. and uh, That tape was, uh, that was the ushering point, you know. For me, that was, that was the, the, the weird fright and the nightmares that came with it and you know, sitting in the dark watching it and learning it line for line for line for line, knowing, you know, what Freddy's about to do, knowing what's going to happen, but still just, you know, it is shocking your core when you're that age. Um, that's a feeling you can't replicate, you know, that's something amazing. It burns down deep and it's a feeling that, you know, uh, as a kid I loved, I just loved being scared. Uh, does that make me weird? Probably, I, I'm assuming so. But I know I'm not alone in that, so, you know, uh, weird is uh, subjective from the outside, not on the inside. Uh, if you're in our circle, we're the normal ones. The rest of you can fuck off. I don't really care. I'm, uh, I've been aboard the train since I could remember, so. But, you know, from there, um, for me, you know, it started going to my, uh, my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, my mother and my aunt and uncle, uh, we would trade kids every other weekend or so uh you know i'd keep we'd keep their kids they'd keep me it was a nice little back and forth and trade so uh one of the things i remember most about their house was that they had on vhs they had a copy of halloween 5. Uh, first real introduction to anything outside of what i'd seen uh, michael myers and you know uh his niece jamie who was a mute and she was psychic and all this weird shit. I remember that movie being truly terrifying. It didn't help that uh, my aunt and uncles were uh, interesting people and that they would uh, wait for all the kids to be watching it in the dark and then go around and beat on the doors. You know, or stall the car out on the way home in the woods. Uh, you know, that was their kind of thing. Which, you know, as a kid I think that just, you know, some kids would run from that. But, you know, I think it just doubled down and reinforced the fact that I absolutely love this. This is uh, 
again, it goes back to it's a feeling you just you can't duplicate that. That that sheer terror, just that panic that overruns you, and it's it's like an adrenaline dump. It's great at a time when you know there's that's all there is. So you know that's another tape we wore out. I don't know how I wound up having it at some point, but it did wind up in my possession at my house. But uh, you know that tape ran the fucking ringer to the point of you know it didn't play anymore. Uh, but man, I tell you that movie that was. My first real introduction into uh, Michael Myers, who's honestly, if you've seen my house now, or you've seen, you know, you've seen what I watch, or you know, even what I dress up for on Halloween, you know, uh, Michael Myers, he's he's my guy. You know, now he's my guy. That's that's it. There's something about it, and and the thing is, it's been reinvented. That will has been reinvented so many times through so many freaking sequels. But for me, it actually starts with Halloween Five, and a lot of people will tell you. That is the worst of the sequels, or was. We're not going to go down that that rabbit hole today of uh, Rob Zombie and Resurrection and Buster Rhymes and all that shit. Uh, that that's that's a that is a topic I will broach. Um, Halloween is coming up soon, so uh, do anticipate a a really lengthy couple episodes on that. Uh, that is my that's my jam, as they say. So, I will definitely be going through that. But no, so that, that started the ball rolling. You know, that was that was in the four, five, six, seven-year-old territory. Um, but, I started reading uh, from a very early age. Uh, I was reading before I was in first grade. Before, I'm pretty sure I was reading when I went into kindergarten. So, uh, my mom, we just, a perfect confluence of events, I, I picked it up and was pretty bright and pretty literate and and read anything I put my hands on. Uh, so, you know, a lot of books borrowed. Mostly horror books. And she will attest to this, that Stephen King was kind of the first real author I recognized, the first real genre I recognized. Because to me, Stephen King books are their own genre. They are horror, they are fantasy, but they do, they kind of exist in a place of their own. So, you know, for me, that's kind of a, a big deal. So, uh, I started, I couldn't tell you what the first one was, but I know the first couple, uh, were Pet Cemetery and it, and, um, I believe the Tommy Knockers was in there. So, you know, a lot of those, um, that was an early age, I think in third grade was about the time I remember reading it because I actually remember there being a conference at school and the teacher asking my mother why, why that was an appropriate book for a, you know, a eight-year-old to be reading at that point in time, and my mother just pretty much went, well, because he understands it and he enjoys it, and uh, it's not my fault nobody else in your class can read at that level. And so you know, it's always been a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a bright guy who gets a a bit of a rub on myself for that, but ultimately. I've been reading since an early age, and that's what it was. But that also brought me into Goosebumps. And if you were uh, an adolescent kid in the 90s, don't got to tell you there. Uh, I read every one of them up until probably the last, like, 10, 15. I, I, by that point, I'd kind of fallen out. Uh, you know, my grandma used to take me. I, I, it seems like they came out. Uh, it was once a month, and it was... Uh, the first Thursday or Friday of the month. And my grandma would get me after school and take me. 
and she would take me to Kmart where where we uh, did a lot of our shopping. And what I would do is I would get the book while she shopped. I would have about a third of it read. Uh, we'd pay for it, check out. I'd go home, finish it, and boom. So you know, for me, goosebumps were kind of my first insight into serialized, or even, well, I mean that they're they're not necessarily serialized, but but monthly reading, uh, which is what's fueled into my comic book uh, nerdum here going on. So, yes, I'm a huge comic book fan. Yes, I'm a huge Marvel DC fan. Uh, you know, being a teenager, uh, I was a big Spawn fan. That kind of artistry was something ridiculous you don't see every day. Todd McFarlane did some really cool things there. Um, just at the, the, the right point in my life for me to go, holy shit, look at that. So... Um, but yeah, I'm a Batman guy through and through, uh, that's for another, that's a, again, another one of those conversations for another time we will go through on here because, uh, as much as I kind of deem this to be a horror podcast, it's also a sweaty podcast and they're horror sweaties. And then there, you know, there's comic sweaties. There's, there's all those things. And, and we're all one big community. We just have our niches. Well, I happen to fit into a few of them. So for me that's kind of that's kind of where I was at with things is you know I was reading Goosebumps I was reading Stephen King that turned into uh that turned into Dean Koontz who I absolutely love uh the man has not written a book I haven't loved you know say what you will for Stephen King most of his works are fantastic I love them but he has some that are voiced in a way that you know I could spend weeks trying to read and just not because typically within two to three to four pages, like if I'm not wrapped up in it, it's, it's hard. And then by the second chapter, if like, I'm not, if it's not flowing, uh, yeah, I'm not getting through your book. That's the worst part about being, uh, as, uh, as weird as I am. If it's, if it doesn't play in my head and it doesn't read in my head in an author's voice, I just, I can't get into it. Uh, nonfiction to me a lot of times is like that. Uh, not to say that there's not something I love, but you know a lot of it just is very redundant and mundane, and it, and it reads kind of the way I talk. You know, uh, big feedback on the way I talk is you know I have a very monotone voice. It it carries. It, it's it's this. So if you're listening to this, uh, I do apologize. I, I was born this way. I I personally speaking, you can ask anybody I know the the single most self-conscious thing on me is the way that I speak. I absolutely hate hearing these, so it's even worse when I go back and edit it and cut things out and try to trim things up and to make things fit because I hate listening to the sound of my own voice. I don't know how people do that. I, I, I hear one thing in my head, that's what I sound like, that's what I, you know, that's what I always imagine. And then the second I hit the playback button, it is completely different and it is just awful. So... Uh, but you know, so at that point in time, I'm reading a lot, but I'm still watching a lot of movies. I don't have much, you know, we, like I said, we, we grew up pretty much dirt poor. Uh, when you say cabin in the woods, it was a cabin in the woods is what we lived in until at the time I was about 11. Uh, then we moved in with my grandparents and, uh, things started to improve. But you know, when you're out in the sticks, you know, you make do, you watch a lot of shitty block. Uh, we didn't have blockbuster. We had a little, uh, little gas station video rental store. We would go to, but you'd do five for five for five, five movies, five days, five dollars, and my picks were always straight out of the horror section. Uh, 
And I guess they knew too that, you know, obviously that's the kids who you're renting the movies for. That was, uh, four of them were always mine and one of them was something they wanted to watch. So, uh, but yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I wore about, but let's be honest here. You know, uh, I've talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. I've talked about Halloween, the most influential growing up killer, uh, slasher there was, was Friday the 13th. Uh, I'm going to be doing a deep dive podcast into that. That'll be released the same day this is. Uh, uh, I'm going to be going through the series, ranking those, uh, giving you my ideas and my, my thoughts and all that stuff. But, you know, Jason was a huge deal. I mean, that's uh, as much as Freddy and Michael are pop culture icons. So is so is Jason. You know, that's that's a hockey mask. We, we don't, even though it's called a hockey mask, you don't think of hockey when you see it. You think of Jason. Uh, so, you know, that's, to me, that was a big one. Um, I remember, you know, every Friday the 13th when it would roll around, you'd watch USA Up All Night because they would do uh, some weird marathon, and it was always a couple different movies. But normally, uh, Part 6 would wind up in Part 6 is absolutely the best. Uh, I'll argue it for days, and, and if you don't think it's the best... You're wrong, but that's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. It's perfectly fine. This is America. Uh, we can be wrong. But yeah, I, I part six is phenomenal. Uh, Jason Frankenstein is, is by and far the best monster movie I think you can get. So, uh, that was me. You know, that was me growing up. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, boy, that doesn't hold up. Um... You know, all those things. Slasher movies were really, as a kid, that's that's what we experienced. Because, you know, you could look at slasher movies and go, yeah, that's ridiculous. I got older, you know, uh, into my teen years. That's uh, when kind of the movie landscape started changing. You know, a lot of things going through and changing up. Uh, you know, we, we went into some more supernatural stuff. A lot of CG horror was starting to roll out. Uh, practical effects had gone by the wayside and that's where I, I will say that my love for it I won't say it died but you know it took a hit because we weren't releasing new original scary concepted horror we were releasing junk um, it was all factory stamped and none of it did much for me and you know that was what we were seeing luckily you know I grew up watching TNT this is a good one Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs and just some of the absurd B-movie horrors that you'd see on there. Oh, they were so good. You know, it's like sitting at the drive-in, you know, things like that. Just, I remember sitting back and watching those on like uh, every Friday, Saturday night on TNT. That was, that was where it was at. I actually have that man's autobiography somewhere. If I ever do meet him, I will have him sign it because I'm a huge fan of the guy. He, I think he kept... He kept the heartbeat in the in the the, the, the fandom for me because like I said that was a time where I was not necessarily loving what was coming out. Not to say there weren't some good things, but as a whole, just you know, CGI looked terrible at that point in those uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Just it was junk. But then we got some uh, we got some light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Uh, I got a chance to really, once DVD kind of became a thing, and you know, you could actually buy DVDs and uh, things like that, you know, I wound up amassing a 
pretty good little horror franchise uh, just across the board. Things that I'd heard about, you know, I'd seen The Exorcist and a lot of the classics, but, you know, you, you, you see them in passing or you see them in chunks or you see them on TV and it's not the same as watching them. So, you know, when you sit down and watch The Shining for the first time, as is intended, um, man, that's fucking mind-blowing. Uh, granted, you know, grew up a Stephen King fan, so I'd read the book before I saw the movie. And I already kind of knew that that wasn't a a cohesive vision. Uh, they're very different, but I fucking loved it. But then, you know, those early 2000 movies, you know, there was a lot of shit that just didn't do it for me. So you, you go back to the classics, you go back to the good shit. But, you know, then again, I'm looking at my, I'm honestly staring right across from my DVD rack. And I gotta tell you, you know, uh, I own some, some good stuff from there. Some things that built tension, some things that were well-crafted, some things that did it simply. Because simple horror is so effective. Um, you know, Identity. Great movie. Uh, fantastic thriller. Uh, I'm looking at The Strangers. If you haven't seen The Strangers, uh, I wholeheartedly recommend, especially if you've got a date movie, and you're into this kind of thing. Let me, let me first of all preface that. Um, if you're not a horror fan, if your date's not a horror fan, probably not the best starting point to jump into, but if you are, turn the lights off, sit down with your date, watch The Strangers. That movie is fantastic for building tension. Just slow and steady and burning and burning and burning until it blows off at the end. Uh, just absolutely ridiculously good. Um, the sequel was fantastic too, by the way. Uh, if you haven't seen that, I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but yeah, definitely that. Um, you know, going through that same generation. Uh, one that I think a lot of people haven't seen is Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner and Dane Cook. Uh, I like to tell people it's my favorite Dan Cook movie because it's the one where they kill him, uh, which is never a bad thing. But, um, you know, for me, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I love. Uh, you know, at the same time, we had HBO on, you know, uh, Tales from the Crypt were a big thing. That's uh, I grew up watching that as a kid up until, like, the late 90s when it finally went off the air. I have uh, every episode. I have the DVD box sets. Um, they are truly outstanding I try to go back and rewatch a couple episodes but it's hard to get into because I don't have much free time so that one does kind of go by the wayside but absolutely absolutely a fan that kept me going you know that was my teenage years that was me struggling to do school and uh, play football and I was into wrestling so you know Monday Night Wars were big in that time but you know you, you know you struggle with all that stuff so things like that but you know, then you roll over and you, you go, I'm an adult one day. You wake up and you're, you're 18, you're 19, you're 20. And what's changed, you know? Because uh, they say put away that stuff. So uh, I haven't. I've doubled down on it. I have absolutely doubled down on it. So I've got to say, Bloomhouse is doing fantastic work. James Wan is doing fantastic work. Um, the new Halloween stuff that's coming out, that's all fantastic. So. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the future of horror is looking very, very, very good. Uh, I have never been happier. Subscription-based TV, or, or well, subscription-based content, let me put it that way. Uh, Netflix has some solid gems. Hulu has some solid gems. 
I'm not, uh, I don't have sponsors at this point. I don't make any money off of uh, promoting products or things like that. But if I, if I could pick one out of a hat to, uh, to, to absolutely push, I would absolutely push Shutter. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't have Shutter, um, if you haven't subscribed to Shutter and you're a horror fan, which if you're listening to this and you're not a horror fan, I don't know why you're listening to this other than to maybe give me some support, in which case I love you. Thank you very much. But you can do a seven-day free trial straight off their website. Um, if you go to Retail Me Not or you search uh, Shutter coupon codes, uh, there are free trials for 30 days. Uh, there are some free trials listed for 60, but I've never been able to get those to work. My free trial was a 30-day, and it rolled over, and I was happy to pay it. Here's the thing with Shutter: There's not a ton of really big mainstream horror, uh, but there's a lot of phenomenal stuff that you may or may not have seen, you may or may not be aware of. There are some classic 60s, 70s, uh, European and Japanese horror on there. Uh, there's some really good B-movie horror on there. Uh, they have live channels. It's partnered with AMC, who does, you know, they do their uh, Halloween horror stuff every year, the 23 Days of Horror, or whatever they do. Uh, I don't have cable anymore, unfortunately, so I can't keep up with how they're doing it. But man, I gotta tell you, that is the shit right there. Get that. Um, if you consider yourself a horror fan and you're not, you're not on that train. Uh, I'm sorry for you. Uh, Crypt TV is another one. I am not a subscriber to. Uh, I have been in the past. Uh, they've got some interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, just right now is the best time to be a horror fan. There's so much content. There's so much out there. It's just a matter of whether or not you have time to participate in it. So uh, I can't stress it enough. Uh, get on these things. Promote these things. Talk about these things. Share these things that you love with the people that you know may or may not have access to them this is the best thing you can do. You can grow your genre. You can grow what we love. You can do these things. It's what I'm doing here. You know, I look out and I talk to people and, uh, you know, uh, my, my professional life, unfortunately doesn't bleed over into this end, but you know, it keeps me from being all those things. And it says, Hey, uh, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. So the second the tie comes off, you know, uh, I'm in some kind of terrible t-shirt and I'm just bullshit my way through life. So, absolutely love it um the best thing you can do is not even monetarily support just give people a shout out things and reasons to be supportive of these you don't have to do what i'm doing you don't have to do a podcast uh you don't have to do a youtube video just talk to people carry those conversations on you know if you so want to with that you know jump I, on I feel like this has been a, um, kind of an introduction to me that's the best thing you, you can know, do honestly. i'm a little weird i'm so, a little crazy uh, I operate on my own frequency, which is kind of nice. Uh, I can turn on the professional side, you know, six days a week in front of a, uh, a class of people who may or may not like me. But, you know, at the end of the day, I come home and I'm me. I, I take this shirt and tie off, boom. I'm just Josh. I'm nothing else. I'm nothing special. But maybe I am. You know, may, maybe this is this is my future. I'd like to hope so. Uh, retail is, uh, is not where I see myself in two years, three years, five years. Uh, I'd like to get out of it. I'd like to do something better. Uh, I'd like to do something I'm truly happy doing. I'd like to spend that time doing it. Will it work? I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you, but it's worth a shot. So I'm firing my shot here. Uh, and if you're listening to it, even if you hate this podcast, even if the sound of my voice turns you off and you're not enjoying it, 
you're still giving me a view. You're giving me a listen. You're giving my voice a place to go. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to ask you to give me feedback, too. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, on iTunes or on Spotify, please leave a review. Please, you know, leave a comment. Uh, if you found me through Twitter, uh, if you found me through Facebook, guys, that is, uh, that is an awesome thing, and I appreciate that directly. So, you know, guys, the best thing you can do is, is to be honest with me and be upfront with me. Tell me what you think. Brutal, brutal, brutal feedback. I like it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I do kind of want you to, you know, blow a little bit of smoke up my ass, tell me how good it is. But, you know, that doesn't help me in the grand scheme of things because if I don't know what I'm doing wrong, I don't know how to fix it. And I'll just keep doing this shit forever. So, you know, I can talk for hours and hours and hours at a time, uh, which unfortunately is what today has turned into. Uh, three podcasts back to back to back because my lazy ass didn't have time to, to fit it in between other things. So, but that's what I'm here for. So, uh, guys reach out to me, talk to me. Uh, at this point you're following me, hopefully, uh, if not, uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash killing the buzz with three Z's, not two. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at killing underscore buzz with two Z's. Or you can email me at Gmail directly. Uh, it's killingthebuzz.jf at gmail.com. All one word, no underscores there. Uh, so, guys, uh, you know how to reach out to me. You know how to find me. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. You can add me on Facebook, uh, Joshua Farley. I'm not hard to find, guys. I'm in Cookville. So, give me a holler. Give me a shout. And, you know, I'm happy to hear from you. I'm happy to... Happy to answer questions. Uh, hopefully, you know, some feedback coming back from this. You guys can ask me anything you want. And uh, the next one of these I do, the next uh, in two weeks, when I when I dump my second episode, my second batch of this, uh, you'll have some feedback questions, and I can answer those. Uh, shoot me anything you got. Questions on movies, questions on genre, questions on hobbies, questions on downtime, questions on how many toenails I like to, uh, I like to, to cut at a time questions on hair color I, I don't give a shit ask me anything i'm i'm all for it uh i'll, I'll answer anything so guys uh, again i appreciate the downtime i thank you for sitting with me and uh this has been another issue of killing the bus you just can't let them go go stay on the road keep clear to the moors beware the moon lads